Hello and welcome to another edition of What We Could Have Been with me, Chelsea Grimes. This is a podcast about how our lives can take unexpected twists and turns, but fundamentally we end up right where we're supposed to be. And my guest for this episode perhaps knows that better than most of us. Her life changed almost overnight when she won Love Island. You know, Cara has been a friend of mine for many, many, many years. And I remember just, you know, turning the TV on and seeing her, you know, on TV every night on the biggest TV show in the country. And um, it's amazing to see what she is now. And she's a mum and she's got one on the way. And it's, yeah, she's married. It's it's crazy. And um, I really enjoy catching up with her. So this is what we could have been with Cara Delahoyd. Because it kills me every time that I see what we could have been. So I've been starting every podcast from where did I meet them and it's some crazy stories, but I can't actually remember the first time I met you. I don't know. Was it like, I feel like it might've been like a dinner. Was it like, so for everyone listening out there, me and Cara know each other because my ex-girlfriend, like the first girl I ever dated when I like moved to London. serious relationship as well. Like you lived together, everything. We did. We had, we even done the whole lesbian thing and got a cat together. Yeah, we did. God. I hope the cat's doing well. I was still paying the vet, the vet bills actually for a long time oh, until good, I realised. Yeah, so I was paying child support <laughs> for everyone listening. But yeah, so that's how we first knew each other. And you know, I don't know if you want to go into it there, but obviously before Love Island, before you know fame and all that, you were working on, on the channel. Do you want to go for it? Yeah, you were working I on the channels. I was a channel girl. This was my normal job. <laughs> Call me, call me. No, it was, it was. But listen, I, I swear to God, that was such an eye-opener for me because obviously I come from Liverpool and you know what I'm like, I'm quite tomboyish mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, I was like, oh my God, these girls are all stunning. But it really made me realise that it was just a job. Not like I had any like, you know, any thoughts on it, but I just, did, it was so foreign to me. And yeah. then when I met you and I was hanging out with you and my girlfriend at the time, I got that it was just a job. It's a bit, yous were having a, the time of your life. Yeah, we used yeah. to have a great time. Do you remember like we used to, cause obviously we used to do, not Chelsea, but we used to do like webcam. <laughs> and obviously I was really good friends with girls. So I used to stay over and Chelsea was like living there. And we just have our laptops set everywhere. And then when the webcam would go off, one of us would run over and like, <laughs> sit there and be like wait and then we'd like, but we'd just be sitting around doing like normal things wouldn't we like just chilling yeah food. Be watching a film yeah eat, getting a takeaway and then the, the laptop would ring and you'd be like sorry be right back and um, just go <laughs> honestly yeah. I swear to god it made me actually I remember there was one point that you come over and you were like I've got a brand new car and I was like literally oh my god I, I remember like, I had, yeah I was so poor at this time. That's what I, I was living in. Yeah, like I said, I was living in my girlfriend's house. And, you know, I was just dreaming. I think I actually had like one one song coming out for like the Saturdays or something. I was just like, just making it. But I was still skinned. And these girls were pulling up in like Range Rovers. Cara just got this new Mercedes that looked like a Batmobile. And I was thinking, girls, any any jobs Yeah, going? I, mean, I, mean, I need to jump on it. Well, everyone's doing it now still, aren't they? With the OnlyFans. It's like... It's yeah. just a progression, I suppose. The thing is, sex is always going to sell. I know it's like sex, funerals, babies, I don't know what else, but people always need them. So they're always going to make yeah. money. And I just think as long as people are making money, you're paying your taxes, you're grafting, you're not hurting anyone. Exactly. Exactly. 
No, yeah, and it, it was, I think. I'm not sure about the channels now. Like, have they died down a bit? Because oh, I know that you were making, like, a lot of money by then. But then the internet started mm-hmm. taking over. And I remember you were saying a bit like, oh, you know, it's it's going a bit downhill because it's so accessible online and yeah. stuff now. Did, how long, like, when did you actually get into it? And what were you doing before that? So I've, I've always had, like, weird jobs. And I, like, you know, I've never really had, like, a normal <laughs> nine to five. So when I was, like, 16, I used to work in shops. I used to work in Hollystar, body shop. I used to work on the makeup counters. Just, like, you know, normal 16-year-old jobs. I never really knew what I wanted to do. And then, sort of, like, at 17, I started to become a shop girl. So we all hey. remember shop girls, you know, with your bottle of tequila, walking around the club, not wearing much. And I was really good at it. Like, I used to... I, Would you sell the trays out? Yeah, I used to have my bottle. I used to sell loads. I used to, like, short... It's really bad. I shouldn't say I used to short change everyone. I used to, like, pour little tiny bits in their shot glasses or, like, they'd buy me a shot and I'd, I'd go... The trick was you used to put your hand around the shot glass like this, pour it, but you never used to pour it. And then you drink oh, it. They are really smart. Yeah. And then I started doing like fire, stilt walking, angle grinding, like really crazy stuff. But I loved it. I used to work seven nights a week. I used to graft. I used to drive like, I don't know, like England, like I'm in Kent. And I used to drive like down to Portsmouth, which is like a two hour drive, drive down there, do a gig, come home. And then... Yeah, it was just really random. Then I started working for Cirque. I think that was around the sort of time I met you. Yeah, so you used to, you fire breed, don't you? You've done it on Love Island, actually, yeah, didn't you? I remember that. Yeah, but you, you were fucking amazing. I haven't How done did it for you a while. Learn that? How did you learn that, though? Uh, literally, a girl I was working for years ago in a company, she went, do you want to learn to fire breed? And I went, yeah, go on then. She went, here you go, here's some paraffin, here's a stick, give it a go. And I went, all right, okay. So, yeah, we was... Um, quite reckless back then we didn't I don't know about it now I've not done it no before. way oh, Nathan and Fred are having an argument yeah I can hear your little baby in the back and you are pregnant again yeah we will come to that we will come to that but there's still there's still so much I want to know so then so you fire breathing you're in sick you're doing all that so what was the transition to getting into the channels and so I used to work live with a girl you know who I, like, I used to live with I used to live with one of my best friends Sal who you know Sal as well and another girl called Jamie and she did like a bit of glamour modeling and things like that and she said to me one day like why don't you do it and I was like no it's not for me because I'm like this is probably one of the rare days I've worn makeup because I've had to do posts <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm a bit more like you and I like I like to just go out have a beer like I'm not and um I was like no you know I went and done this show and then randomly I applied for first dates because I was like whatever at the time I was just like do you know what life's about experiences let's just do stuff went on first dates then did a couple of glamour shoots and then they I got a random message on Twitter one day saying do you want to come and do the channels like do you want to do a tester and straight away I was like no that is not me, I'm not about that life. Like, everyone has these preconceptions, don't they? Of you're going to go there and it's going to be a massive orgy and all the girls are going to be, like, horrible or massive, like, slags and things like that. It's totally the opposite. So they went, right, because obviously daytime, you're not allowed to talk naughty. 
So they was like, come in, do daytime. And I think at the time it was something mad, like £30 an hour. And obviously I was doing gigs, driving two hours, buying all my costumes, doing this, doing that for like £90 a night, which was still good money. But for someone to say to me, right, you just need to lay on a bed in front of a camera, talk to geezers, and we're going to give you £30 an hour. And you're going to do like 12-hour shifts. I was like, well, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's fine. So went and tried it, loved it. And then I remember the, the night girls used to come in and it was so chilled at night. Like, and the thing is with the channels, people think, oh, you know, these girls are doing it because they love it and they're massive slags. They're not. Most of them are doing it because they've got kids and yeah. for them to do two nights work a week, like they don't have to find childcare because their partner or whatever can have their kids. They can still take their kids to school and they're earning the same amount of money that they've earn if they were working a normal nine to five or more like you've seen what some of the girls earn it's mental crazy crazy I just look at it that the girls that are doing that they're great business people like only fans now I see people on that and people slate people and I think how are you like these people they're at home they're based I know like people might look at the content and be like well you know but I'm not very prudish. I know you're not. We're very like open yeah, and super open. Yeah, whatever. Like I'll talk about anything. Like you said to me before, around, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, listen, whatever. <laughs> like you know, I'm an open book, and just things like that. I just think, you know, these people. We we did these jobs because we had to earn a living. And like I remember at the time, I used to have like savings. I had a nice car. I was living on my own, like with Sal and. I was living the dream, like literally living the dream. And then Love Island come along. <laughs> well, this is, we are going to get to Love Island because that was, that was a crazy time as well. But, but obviously with that job, I think we used to, I think I asked you a question ages ago when I said, could you date someone who done the channels? Yeah, or I remember done... to start with, you was a bit like when you was with your ex, you was a bit like, yeah, you used to go back because, you know, forwards. Listen, I'm 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 a Taurus for one, and in my trait, I am I am a jealous person. I like what's mine is mine, and I, you know I don't really like the attention that come come with it. And you know, I, but then when I met you guys, and and I, I'd speak to the girls in work, and you know, like I said, they all had families or they had boyfriends, and it was just a job, and it was yeah. it was acting you're really. An, yeah, you're an actress. And I remember a time clearly when I was like. You know what? I think I need to just see you do it in the room. And I, I was I playing PlayStation or something. It was a really bad time, actually. And I'm not proud of myself. But I was like, you, and she was like, you're not going to like it. You know, I know what you like. And I was like, no, babe, honestly, you know, just just do it. Just do it over there. Let me just see what you do on webcam. Mm. And then all of a sudden she's there and she's, and <laughs> I just was like, I just could not. I couldn't. It's, I, it's I had to hard, walk the room it's it, hard to, it was... to get your head around that your missus is there and she's got her boobs oh, out. Yeah. This, is, this is just life right now. We'll just carry on like everything's normal. Don't worry. Listen, we're in isolation. <laughs> it's fine. This is children. But yeah. But no, it is, it's a hard thing because I remember at the time, obviously, I was with my partner that you met and he, like, he was Greek when he said their background as well for Greek is quite strict and, you know, women are women and what I did but my argument with him was you know you got with me doing it and things yeah. like that but it is it is hard and I think you know like he struggled with that a bit as well and that probably stopped our relationship but you know things turned out like yeah but anyway exactly what I was just gonna go little Fred there's making a racket with his with his brush <laughs> but now yeah you've had you've had a baby it's from 
from going on Love Island and again going a whole 360 from that show. Mm. You were on this second series. Because yeah, obviously we knew someone on the first, didn't we? We did. So I lived with Hannah, the Scouser, who ended up... Did she come second? Second, yeah, her and John come So second. she comes second. And then next minute we get you saying... Girls, sit down. I've got something to tell you. I'm going to go on Love Island. And you were like, you know, don't think I'm going to meet anyone. It's going to be a laugh. Whatever, blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Pregnant. A little one on the way. Yeah. You've got your little one there. And a husband. What the actual fuck? It's mad, isn't it? Like, I remember just thinking, I remember getting a call from Dave. We all know Dave. Dave the Ray. Yeah. And he was literally like, do you want to apply for Love Island? Like I can, I can help you. Obviously, I still had to go through all the process and everything like that. But it was like, you know, a foot in the door. So yeah, he literally said to me, "What do you think about doing Love Islands?" And I just split up with my partner, and I was like, "Do you know what?" And I think at the time I was even looking at going to Dubai with Cirque. Like that, that was if if this didn't work out, then I was like, "Right, I'm just going to go to Dubai." And obviously, they had a club out there, and they paid for your accommodation and everything for six months. And I was like, "Right." Well, I might as well apply for this. And if I don't do it, I'm going to go to Dubai. I had no expectations of getting on because I was like, you know, obviously with Hannah, who had been on it, she's like blonde and like bubbly and really outgoing and like lovely big boobies and things like that. And I was like, I'm a bit socially awkward. I'm a bit, <laughs> you know, weird. You definitely say what's on your mind. Yeah. I was, I, my one thing was, okay, you're going to go on national television and I'd spent a few drunken nights with you. I think, you know, we knew what you were like. You don't, you don't mind having a beer, having a fart. No. Doing I was that. <laughs> which you did do on Love Island actually, which is iconic. But I just thought, I'm not their like demographic of like big boobs. I was just like, no, there's no way I'm going to get on. Went for, so basically... A lot of people now get asked to go on the show. And I think now more than ever, people get asked to go on the show. So I think sometimes I find it a bit of an unfair process now that people people can apply and get on. But I think it's TV in general now. Like, you know, you, you was approached to do shows where people yeah. believe that the public are being chosen. And, you know, some public people are chosen, like Nathan applied and... People like I think on his on our series there was two people that actually applied at their own back and that was Nathan and Olivia. So I just find like with reality TV and competition shows now like everyone sort of get asked and you know that because you've been asked for like you know X Factor, Britain's Got Talent, things like that. So you still have to audition, you still have to go there, but you obviously get a foot in the door where others don't. Like I didn't have to do the application form, nothing like that. I just literally went for my meet and they liked me. So yeah, went for the audition and they were literally like, yeah, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done? And I literally remember saying, well, I've just come back from the Maldives working with uh, like Cirque and the Circus and I had to pretend giving Ada Wolf a blowjob with a cucumber on stage. And they literally went, because you've met the boys as well, they're jokes, are they? And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do of a weekend. And I think from then they was like, Right, okay. Still not thinking, you know, I'm gonna get on because I'm not I'm not their demographic. I don't know why I've got eyelashes on. I'm not an eyelash girl. I, they're like moving, but I'm gonna take them off in a minute. And yeah, that was it. So I went through the processes and I remember me and Louie were working at Box Park doing something for like We Are Festival or something mad like that. And I was driving to Shoreditch and they was like, Right, can you pull over? And I was like, Yeah, why? And I was like, Oh, you're going on Love Islands and I was just like, Shut 
up. And I was literally like, are you winding me up? Like, are you being sick? Like, what, you want me? And they was like, yeah. And that was it. What What was the experience? Like, did, obviously, you told me you didn't really think you were going to meet anyone. It was just a laugh. But when you got there, what, is it like very, like, fishbowl? Obviously, you're only there. And, and is it easier to fall for someone, do you think? Or think, harder? Yeah, like, I, I suffer quite a lot with, like, anxiety, depression. I've been on medication since I was, like, 16. I've gone, I, I took myself off, but since all this, like, corona and this and that, I've gone back on them, which a lot of, like, pregnant women have been messaging me about because people don't know when they're pregnant if they can, but obviously everyone's different. But anyway, so I'm back on them at the moment. But I suffer really bad with, like, social anxiety. And people are just like, how how can you have social anxiety? Like, you went on telly, you did this, you did that. And I just hate, like, I hate going to events. If I am going to an event, even if I'm going with Nathan, I will work myself up and psych myself up so bad about being around people because I just I can't like even things like what we're doing today I've had people messaging me saying can can we do like these chats and it sounds really bad but I can't I can't do it like unless I know someone like how I know you I can't sit and make small talk with people I can't. do you think do you think it's got worse since when you come off the show from before like you just said you always was on it but do you feel like it, there was a massive I don't know. No, I think I've always sort of had it. I've always been quite like in no situations. I, I like I, I don't know if it's like a self confidence thing. Like when I meet people, I'm sort of like, hello. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think now as well, like when I go to events, I think, oh, I'm here for just being on a TV show. Like, do you know what I mean? Like events that you go yeah. to, people are like talented. Like they've they've done things. Like for you, like do you know what I mean? Like you write songs or like you're a singer or you're a footballer or things like that. And I think for because you get so stigmatised. Like I didn't, I had no expectations that I was going to come off this show and four years later, me and Nathan are still in a position where we're working regularly and, you know, we're still earning a better income than where we, we would earn going back to work. So I think for me, when I go to events, I sort of think, oh, why, like, why do people think it's cool? I just went on like I just went on a TV show and met my husband. Yeah, that's that's not un- uncommon now. I, I you know I've I know a few people are off Love Island, <laughs> and I do think that's that's a that's a running theme. I think just pe- I don't know what it is. Is it because you get you know positive and negative, and then obviously you feel like you've just become famous because the public have voted for you to win. So are you in the palm of their hand? So you just you did just touch on him on and you know you said you're making a better living now than what you used to do. But is there any has there ever been a thought where you think oh, am I I could go back to it? Yeah, I, I think I think everyone does. He's he's um he's such a rat race in this industry, and I think from the public they just have this perception that you chose this life, you did this, you did that. Well, no, I was like 25, and I thought I ain't got to pay rent for six weeks. I'm gonna go on this TV show, and like when we went on it like when series one series two it wasn't this phenomenon that it is like love island is like a cult it is people are mental over love island and we went in i remember i remember we were all in there talking and we was having chats we was like oh yeah like the boys are saying oh we might get a couple of pas and you know things like that but we literally thought you know within two months we'll all be back to work we might earn ourselves like a nice couple of grand and you know, have some nice holidays and things like that. But no one in our series I had the perception that they were going to come out and it was going to be... I remember we 
we got back after the final and we flew back and we had to do a load of press and um the next day we had to do like Lorraine Kelly which we were like oh my god that's Lorraine Kelly wow. hello oh. <laughs> and Nathan Nathan like Nathan's dad come and met us we were staying in a hotel in London because obviously we had like press and things like that Nathan went oh I've got to go I need to go and get some clothes for Lorraine Kelly tomorrow because I'd been sent a load of stuff which this mental in it but I, even that the stuff you got sent I was like why are people sending me stuff like what the hell his dad I remember his dad said to him Nathan it is mental out there like you do not want to go out like just in public it's mental and we was literally like shut up don't be like who who is going to be bothered about us and I remember we got a taxi to Covent Garden we got out this taxi at Covent Garden and it was like mental I we had no idea what it was going to be like and it was so overwhelming and I think now I don't know if it's because I've got older and I've got more cynical but now when these people go in now and then they come out that they're all surprised and you know it's too much for them and this and that and I think to myself okay yeah I, I do get it because I've been there but you have seen the hysteria and the build-up over the years so you know what you're letting yourself in for now I, I've got yeah I don't know I don't watch it anymore I can't watch it it gives me anxiety I hate it really yeah I can't I don't hate it that's wrong because it gave me these opportunities and I met my husband and now we've got Fred and we've got another one on the way so that's wrong of me to say I hate it because it's gave me a better life does it just trigger something in you do you yeah, think it gives like, me anxiety yeah. I can't yeah I can't watch it and this sounds so shallow and you're gonna be like you're ridiculous but when, when I watch it, I constantly think they're going to take my work from me. It's such a, a rat race but that, industry. Honestly, I think that goes in, in our career, in entertainment, regardless whether that's music. I mean, I've worked with other artists and they get, get pissy at me if I'm working with another artist mm -hmm. who's maybe blonde as well as they are. And, you know, I've had that before where they're like, people won't work with you or, you know, they're really like opposed to it because they're like, well, if you're writing for me, you're just writing for me because she's going to go and get that brand campaign that I'm going to get if you write. And it, it's, I think that just goes throughout the industry. Everyone knows how quick we've got it. Or, you know, maybe some people have had a longer trajectory, but it can be taken away just as quick as yeah. it's given. And I think that's, that's human to, for you to just, think like that. And it's not like, I don't know, in my head, I think to myself, like, I've got a family, like, like now I've got a family to support. It's not just me or Nathan. And if this all messes up, like, you know, sweet, like now, like I sit there some days and I think if this all messes up, okay, I, I, I'm not opposed to going back to, I'll even, I said to Nathan, I'd even go back to webcam. Like it would not bother me. I'd go back on the makeup counters. I'd do whatever I can like I remember once me and my mum worked in a recycling factory for like 12 hours a day for seven pound an hour standing on a conveyor belt picking through wow. people's recycling like there was ca there was disgusting like cafeters that like, disgusting sh I wow. so I'm not like I'm not opposed to yeah you're not afraid to get in your hands yeah. dirty literally and now that I've got kids like that's fine but you know like we've had months you know it's like so up and down you could have a month and you could earn all this money and you're like wow that's amazing and then you could go six months without earning anything. And you think, oh my God, like, what What am I going to do? And yeah. where we, our earnings are up and down, like we don't get help from the government. Not that I'm, not that I'm saying we deserve it, but like yeah. in this like climate that's going on now, like all us people, you know, we don't get furlough. We don't get any yeah. help with no. anything. So unless we've sort of 
but and but the, the problem is you can't come out and say it because people go well you know you've had a good couple of years of earning money you should have saved well yeah I get that but you know we've bought a house we've had babies so of course yeah and I think people think that we're all millionaires you know yeah, what I mean no. and it's, it's far from the truth like we we live we, we you know we've got a good living and you know with me as a songwriter like you just said then I might have one month where I've made I don't know, you know, a, a lot of money, over 50 grand or whatever on one song. And then for nine months, I might not have another cut. So then you're living off that and yeah. then tax comes in, but then you might have, it, it, I, I completely get it. And especially with this furlough thing, I wasn't entitled to getting any. And yeah. I think everyone around me was like, oh, but then obviously things just happen and it's those serendipity moments. And it allowed me to do this podcast, yeah. which is it, which has been so it exciting. For a reason, it really does. But it's like, it's like, I suppose everyone you're talking to is like that because footballers, they've only got a small amount yeah. of time to make their money. So people go, oh, they're making all this money. And yeah, okay, they are making all this money and they do make a lot of money, but they might have 10 years that they've got to set themselves up, use the money to set up businesses, use the money to keep them for the rest. Like, it's all relative, isn't it? But I think people are scared to talk about it because people just go, well, you've earned loads of money. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of them, and it? it's one of them. You did just you, it made me think. You did just speak about all, obviously all the stuff that you get sent. I mean, I get it. I get a bit sent to me, but you nothing get cool compared stuff. to you, you like guys. PlayStation and like, <laughs> things like that. I get sent like no. No, you get some good. I was gonna just say, what is the best thing you think you've got sent? I mean, you're you're a milf now, so you must be getting some amazing shit for the kids what's the best thing you've ever been sent do you know what i like it i i I get sent things now but now i get sent more for fred which is nice but i don't i know it sounds really stupid i don't really like it sometimes unless it's something that i really need or it's going to benefit me or things like that I, i don't i don't take the freebies anymore because i just think yeah you know yeah someone's sending you that as a freebie but that's their like that's their do you know what I mean? You're, it's like taking money from it. And I just think, yeah. unless you're sort of, it's something that you want and it's going to sort of, you're, it's going to benefit your followers and you're going to like help this person with their business. I just, I don't, I don't really take a lot anymore. Like, but obviously, you know, I'm like I'm a massive Disney fan, like a geek, <laughs> geek. And we just went on a Disney I've cruise. been following your tour diaries. Oh yeah. my goodness. So we, went, we got gifted the Disney cruise. So I like things like that. Like if, if it's things that are going to benefit like me and Fred and the family. So, but yeah, back in the day, we used to get mad stuff. Like I remember I used to get boxes from like Anne Summers and things like that. And Nathan's <laughs> quite prudish and he used to be like, oh no, like, oh no. Not sure about that cock ring love. Yeah, or like he was, he'd be like, oh no, and things like that. And but it's just, it's just mental. Like, and I think these kids that are going on TV now, they're so young. Like I'm 30 this year. I know it's not old, but you know, people. You don't look a day over 21, <laughs> <babe>. <laughs> But, you know, these kids, they're so young now, aren't they? Like, in every industry, and like, like yeah. young footballers, young singers, young reality TV yeah. stars, and it's so much for people to deal with. It's like, like, Nathan always says he's proper random, but he always feels sorry for Justin Bieber. Like, he says... I, I was going to say, when you just spoke about Covent, Covent Garden, I was going to say, was it like a bit of a Bieber Selena yeah. moment? Imagine that kid's had it since he was, like, 12. That's what Nathan... You know? Nathan, he sees him and he goes, he's, he's dead in the eyes, man. Like... His life must be so hard, and people must sit there and go, "What do you mean?" Like, but imagine being Justin Bieber. Like, you can't even. 
Nah. It can't, yeah, you can't go anywhere, can you? It's like, it's not, it depends what, you, what you're what you after. If you want every car under the sun, if you want to be able to go into a store and buy the biggest mansion on the block, then great. But I do think yeah, it, it, go, it goes, it goes. I think, you know, you've got it. What, what I've learned, the older I'm getting, you know, I'm 28 next week. I can't believe it. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. But what I have learned is that, you know, all the success I've had or, you know, the, the highs and the lows, and but the highest have never, ever been as sweet as it, if I'm on my own. You know, it's like you, like someone could come in and throw a million pounds at me, which would be amazing. But if I'm like, you know, with the people I love and I've got my family around and I'm feeling good in myself, it's so much better. And I just think, yeah, the whether it's Love Island or whether it's, you know, entertainment, if you're getting into it just for that and just for fame and just for money, it wears off so fast. Yeah, and, it, and you know, like we've, I wasn't going to go too much into it, but, you know, obviously there's a lot of suicides going on around the show. Yeah. You know, I was with my ex-girlfriend the night that Caroline Flack her death happened and she was really upset obviously she she was off the show as well and it really hit her and it was such a it was such a crazy time because I think everyone not seeing it coming but you know it, it, it was you know tabloids yeah. and she was getting a lot of hate for you personally like you just said there and I don't want to go too deep into it because I do no, want this I'm podcast right. to, to be yeah, I do want it to be uplifting and stuff, but how have you stayed strong in the lowest of the low? Because, you know, you must have got hate. You must get trolling. We, it's something that comes with it. I'll be honest with you, Chelsea. Like, we've never had it bad. Like, you get the old people that write silly things and you just think, oh, go away. But yeah. in general, I, like, when people ask me to comment on this, I can't really comment too much on this because I don't know if it's mine and Nathan's personalities that we don't, try and portray ourselves as something we're not like you know on Instagram I don't edit things I can't be bothered like you've seen my rants in the morning I'm sitting there it's seven o'clock in the morning I've got a cup of lovely no makeup on you yeah, look stunning like, as well but that's that's me and I think that's why we haven't got a lot of hate because we don't portray ourselves to be something we're not and I think the problem is it's not even people portraying themselves to be saying they're not they have this expectation that if they want to work with brands and they want to keep going and they want to keep getting work they have to portray themselves in a certain way and that's that's where we've got to now in this society that it's like a vicious circle like you try and be yourself but it, it and I think it's hard for like these the younger ones or the single I don't mean it like single and it's not bad to be single but I think where me and Nathan have got each other and now we've got Fred we're so grounded that we've got our family and I think that helps us to put things in perspective do you know what I mean like we've yeah, got something sure. else like where we've got Fred now we're not the most important things and I think that's that's what helps us now yeah. stay grounded and not get so stressed out about things or you know like putting posts up and not worrying about oh okay have I got a bit how many likes like, you get yeah like I don't I don't care about that anymore, you know, and, and I think my followers have really changed. I used to have a lot of like younger people and now it's a lot of mums, it's a lot of like I know like but you know like you can see your demographics on like Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Mine is like ninety percent women and all from like eighteen to forty. So it's lovely and but I prefer that because what I'm putting out, I can be organic and I can say, Listen, yeah, this is me, I look like shit today. My kid's a nightmare. I'd love to like put him outside and lock the door and just give him some food out there. And and they agree. So I think I've changed I've changed my way that I work to make it suit me that I don't feel that I've got pressure to yeah. live up to what 
people want to see and it, what I'm doing is actually what people want to see. Yeah, that's that's a hundred, a hundred and fifty percent there because you know, like I said, I I've seen people, you know, be so upset, like literally, like have the worst day ever. But then no, oh my god, I've got to post these four dresses today, so I better put makeup on and I better smile and I better. And I just think that must just be so like soul destroying sometimes for these people who go on the show. You know, expect everyone to be all. F- like blah, 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 blah. And then one day when you've maybe got 10,000 less likes or, you know, you've just lost that Brandon deal to the new girl on the block, it can, it must feel like, it's like that. oh, it's, what am I going to do violent. now? Yeah. That's I was going to say, do you, do you feel it's past its sell-by day now? Do you, you know, especially when they were say, talking about doing two a year um, or do you feel like it's never going to, never going to die? I think everything has a sell-by day. Like, Years ago, we all loved Big Brother. We all loved, you know, there's shows and shows get to a point where people are like, right, okay, cool. But we know what the industry is like. If something's doing well, then it has to keep going. But I think this two a year is too much. And I think this year, personally, like people are saying, oh, is it going to go ahead, blah, blah, blah. They, They shouldn't do it this year. There is no way that Love Island should go ahead this year. This year's Love Island, there was so much controversy, like you said, with Caroline, things like that. They they should just pull it this year. Pull it this year like they do, they done with the X Factor and just let everyone have a year off. Let everyone, you know, readjust and, you know, I just, I just think they need yeah. to have a year off and then come back next summer and people will be like, oh, it's fresh and this and that. Yeah. But it's, it's hard because... It's not the same show. So when people ask me now about the show, I can't comment because it's so different. Like when I talk to people now that were on the show, not that they talk to me and Nathan, honestly, <laughs> mental. Like, do you know what I can't get my head? Well, I do. I can't get my head around it, Chelsea. Yeah. And you know, I'm like, I'm not big headed. I don't, I'm not like that. But me and Nathan have gone to a venture. Now, if you was going on a show like Love Island and you was a... The problem is no one's a fan of Love Island no more. They're a fan of what you get from Love Island. So, like, we'll go to events and pe- the people that have just come off the show have got no idea who me and Nathan are. And I don't I don't mean it that, like, oh, you should know who I am. I don't mean it in that Yeah, but if they've been, you know, kicked off in week three and then you have won, you should, like, you know, pay homage like, to the actual yeah. winners. Like if, you're, <laughs> like, if you're excited to go on a show, just to go on a show and you're a massive fan, surely you at least know who won it in certain years. Like, I remember Nathan was at an event, and I won't say names, but he's, like, he thinks he's really posh and he's in a series, like, after us. But anyway, and he went up to Nathan, he was like, Hi, hi, mate. So, who are you? What did you do? And Nathan went, um, I won the show. You've just come off last year. And he went, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. And Nathan was like, Oh, Carl. And he was like, Carl, like, these people, they're mad. Like, he said, They, they, uh, I don't know. I think very live in their own yeah. vicinity some of them I think it's time to to start wrapping wrapping up as well because honestly I could sit and talk to you for another hour car and I'm gonna I'm gonna call you next week off camera and we can just talk about loads of other stuff but last question for you obviously this I really want people to like I said go away feel inspired feel like everyone has had the rockiest journey like nothing oh, yeah. is perfect but for you, obviously, it's called what we could have been. How different would your life look right now? Do you think if you never took that leap of faith on the show, what what would Cara Deloitte's <laughs> life look like right now? I probably would have still been on the channels. I probably would have 
been on the MILF channels by now because, you know, 30, <laughs> I don't know if my sell-by date would have been a bit, I'm not sure. But do you know what? No, life would have still been good because I always had fun and I loved doing what I was doing. But I think now I've got a, I've got the security that we have a house, we've got a mortgage. So I think life would have still been fun. And, you know, I think in life you should never have any regrets. No one should ever, ever regret anything, even if something happens and it's awful and it's terrible and because everything that happens in your life you learn from. So never, ever regret anything. But I'm just happy now that I've got a security because obviously as a dancer, as a model, things like that, you've only got a certain lifeline. Like if I have to go back to a makeup counter tomorrow, I've got a mortgage, I've done a big step, I'm sweet. I'm fine, you know, you've got family, you've got friends, life's fine. All this rubbish that's going on right now, it will pass. In a year's time, we'll all sit there and go, oh, do you remember that time we had to sit in our house for six months? <laughs> and it'll be fine. So, yeah, life would have still been good, but it's nice to have that security that my child's got a roof over his head. Okay, well, on that note, can we pinky promise that we will wet the baby's head together after after you've given birth for the I, I second can't, I can't time? Tell you Good luck. Have I told you what I'm having? You haven't? Oh, okay, I'll text you. I don't want to. Keep it a surprise. Keep it a surprise. I love you so much. Thank you for doing this I love this you call. too. Thank you for having me. Bye, babe. I love that so much. That could potentially be my favourite chat just because, like, I think you hear in the podcast, you know, we go way back and there were so many amazing stories and you know to see how well she's done after the show now and like I said before you know she's married she's got a family um but yeah it all come from like I said Love Island one of the biggest tv shows in the country um so love or hate the show I guess it's worked out for Cara and Nathan and um I hope you guys enjoyed it if you did enjoy the podcast make sure that you subscribe to the series and please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to I'll be back next time with another amazing guest, so you're not going to want to miss it. This is what we could have been. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.